And so I want, I want to read this to you because it's really important to the Lord. He wants to come and he wants to fill us. And he wants us to come into an atmosphere of prayer because when you're in an atmosphere of prayer, there's impartation. And when you're around people who pray and you might wonder why, you know, why do we do this? Because you increase as a result of being here. You might find that when you're in weeks of fasting and prayer and you go home to pray yourself and all of a sudden it's like, wow, you're in a new place or maybe praying was a struggle and, and now all of a sudden it's easy. And, and so God wants to do that. But this week, there are things that God wants to release. And the only way that they're going to be released is that we hear from heaven and we go through this legal process of nullifying the effects of the enemy in our life. So listen to how things work. Okay? This is how things work right none of us are victims god is not favoring some over others god is not holding things back from us amen hallelujah but god wants us to put ourselves in places where we put ourselves on purpose in a place where this week we're expecting to hear something from the lord and we're expecting that those things that we hear, like a piece of a puzzle, we put it exactly where it fits and it unlocks the very thing we've been waiting on. Hallelujah. Our mediator, Jesus, is pre presenting before the courts of heaven our legal claims based on what he accomplished on the cross. The accuser, our legal claims are the declarations or the confessions, amen, that we bring to our high priest Jesus, okay? The accuser of the brethren, the enemy, is pointing out in the courts of heaven why God cannot legally grant what Jesus bought and paid for. That's the frustration. The accuser bases his accusation, listen, out of the holiness of the Lord. God is holy. And the standard is a standard of holiness. And the blood of Jesus and the price that was paid on the cross and the scripture in Hebrews that declares to us, come boldly when you make your mistakes to the throne of what? Grace. Grace that empowers us to do right. To, to do what? To live a holy life. We were never meant to do it alone, but, but through the grace of God, we can go boldly to his throne and, and that grace makes up the difference so that we can come. Because the enemy's saying, he's accusing us and saying, they're not walking the way they should walk. They're not doing the things they should do. But because of the blood of Jesus, 
that has redeemed us. See what happens to us, every mistake that we make takes us farther from our destiny. And when we are redeemed, what happens to us is we are restored to our destiny. We are brought back on course. So some people, for instance, you might have maybe a, a death in the family or a, a breakdown that's, you know, taken you a year or months or whatever where your brain has gotten, you know, things have gotten off course in your life. And the reason we can come back is because of the redemption that is ours through the cross and the blood of Jesus. And that redemption is to bring us back on course. Otherwise, we are lost forever. Our destinies, once we make a mistake and we get off course, there's no going back. But because of the blood of Jesus and the, the redemption of our destinies, we can find our way back again. That's what's happening this week. That's one of the things that's happening this week. Thank God for opportunities where maybe because of emotions, we were off course for a day or a week or a month or a year or two years or five years or 10 years. And because of the blood of Jesus and the cross, we can legally plead our case and come back and be restored. The accuser bases his accusation out of the holiness of the Lord. That's our measuring stick. That's our standard. Sometimes in our lives, we don't realize what's the point of the blood. We don't, we don't, you know, we, as Christians, well, we maybe hear about the blood when we get saved. We hear about redemption when we get saved, or we don't even understand what redemption is. But we have to understand this year, 2017, in the year of harvest, there's too many things either in the generations or that we have done that have taken us off course. And our only reprieve is the redemption that we find and the restoration of destiny because we understand the blood of Jesus and the legal place that it brings us to. Does that make sense? That is the most important thing a Christian needs to understand apart from hearing the voice of God. Other ways, otherwise we're like that, that astronaut who is severed from his ship and he is forever drifting, never to realize the destination or the accomplishment or the fulfillment of what he was called to do. And so many Christians come off course and they think that crying or you know whatever will who they associate with will, will bring them on course there is one thing that brings us back on course and that is the blood of Jesus Christ that brings us to the place where we can go boldly again and build a case we can go to the throne and build a case and refute the case 
of accusation against us. That case of accusation says you've come off course. Your destiny is forever lost. Before God can legally grant what Jesus purchased for us and is ours by covenant, the mediator must answer these accusations in the courts. This usually requires our repentance which is a changing of our minds and a changing of our direction and a putting into place the blood of Jesus for our sin. Remember, the devil has no answer for the blood. He has no answer for the blood. When we truly repent of our sins, the blood cleanses them away and takes away the right of the enemy to resist us. Come on. We are now free to receive of the promises of the new covenant. Hallelujah. Jesus' blood cries out to bless us, to save us, and to redeem us where our destiny is concerned so that things can come back into order and our destinies will be secured forever. Hallelujah. We have to agree with the testimony of the blood of Jesus. What he gave his life for. When we repent for wrong thinking that got us off the mark and apply the blood of Jesus just like the priests did, blood of animals only lasted for a year but the Bible says the blood of Jesus once and for all pays the penalty of that sin and the enemy is forever silenced and things come in to order so for a year now or so we've been praying for years Lord open the eyes of my understanding that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory would give to us a spirit of wisdom that which is not naturally attained, 
and revelation, something that has been veiled or hidden for a long time, and then suddenly, almost instantaneously, becomes clear and visible to the mind or the eye. Strategies that are revealed to us make us effective in prayer. When we pray, we listen to hear from God because those words that God speaks to our hearts are warfare. Like that puzzle piece that we put in place that refutes every argument and allows us to advance. Come on up, Julia and Pastor Alex. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Let's just stay in this place. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Go ahead, guys. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. At the beginning of worship, two very, 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 very large angels were positioned on either side of the white pillars at the front. And Blake has said before that when there's large angels, they carry a large purpose. And these angels, I could sense that their spirits were tugging on heaven. And out of them flowed rushing water. And as it went out into the people, into the, where we were seated, automatically bodies whipped into alignment and the rushing water came and targeted each of our spirits. And at that point, the new was birthed and received from heaven. that were on our faces were lifted and Pastor Tina went through the importance of the veils being lifted in this next season and as the water came out Pastor Jess started singing the earth will be filled with glory like water for the sea and it's in, heaven wants the father the father heart of God wants you to know that the glory that is being poured out on this house is a gift there were no striving from our spirits. The angels that stood positioned there were pulling on heaven and the glory came and automatically drew in our spirits. And the veils were lifted and the new was birthed and received. saw was kind of weird because I would never have interpreted it as something as good but what I saw was it was like an eclipse like a solar eclipse and 
as I'm talking to the Lord about it, I feel like, you know, it's representing like darkness and why would you show me darkness? And, and then the Lord began to talk to me about how um, it's like the Kairos moment when, uh, you know, it's like things have been set in motion years and years and years in advance. And it's like you have this moment. They say that an eclipse only lasts for six minutes. But it's something that's been literally being set up for, you know, decades. And I felt like what the Lord said was just like Jesus, there was this significant moment. They say that the moment that he died, there was, it talks about like a darkness that fell on the earth. And it was a Kairos moment signifying the, be, the end of something old and the beginning of something new. And I felt like as the Lord was showing this to me, that it was to us, right? A symbolism of the importance of the moment that we step into the new thing that God is doing and like forget about the what kind of like what's behind. Rather than being and listening, 
and we are asking God there's businesses Lord there's lives there's healing we own these things in prayer they're birthed in us in prayer you and you can maybe turn the lights up thank you Lord hallelujah and then we'll get pastor to come up and close the service we thank you father hallelujah that you make things spiritual things easy for us God to understand hallelujah thank you Jesus everybody we're all called to pray you can just lift the house just lift the lights right up thank you Jesus prophetic just let the light come in the name of Jesus Woo, hallelujah thank you Lord everybody good everybody good everybody good thank you Lord hallelujah um, in, in this book Reese Howells it's it's one of those you know there's a couple of books in your Christianity that are must-read books one of them is the believers authority by Kenneth Hagin and the other one, I mean, there's a bunch of them. But this is another one, Reese Howell's Intercessor. And when you read this book, there's real impartation. And one of the things that they talk about in this book, in this section of the book, and I won't do it for the sake of time that he talks about, but he talks about um, different people in prayer that would, as they would kind of spend time with God, they would get to the place where they would own um, revelation and that's not exactly the way that they worded it but in other words he talks about he gives a testimony of brother Mueller who was you know he had orphanages and his responsibility was feeding you know God wanted him to steward and have faith release his faith to feed the children in the orphanages and it said about him you know when he would pray for sick people people wouldn't necessarily get healed but he owned the revelation of praying for people, for the kids in the orphanages and bringing in food. He owned that. As he spent time with Jesus, and Jesus spoke to his heart truth, and it wasn't, you know, words that come because of line upon line. You know, we think things through, 
and we reason things through and then we you know we act on those things and then we're kind of disappointed because nothing changes in our life but we're seeking Jesus and we're praying but nothing is changing when we spend time with the Lord thoughts flow out of the river that Julia is talking about spontaneously from God those thoughts when we spend time with God those words are keys that literally unlock things and as brother Mueller spent time groaning and interceding over the children who needed food God released words that literally unlocked the supply of food to the place where you know what what the story says about him it was like there was no they never experienced a ceiling they never experienced shortage they never experienced limitation it was like it was like heaven was open there was nothing they could do wrong but he didn't own that in the area of healing he didn't spend time and I think a lot of times what we do is we we say you know well so-and-so is an intercessor or so-and-so is a prayer and I, I want to make something or hopefully something is clear tonight when we're spending time with the Lord we're spending time and we're letting him love us but we need we want to hear things from him we want to hear words or I was thinking about you today and I was thinking about you know your cottage and thinking you know sometimes we can we can look in our life and we can think you know what Lord I've had I've had this thing before you that I've been believing God for for a really long time and sometimes it's not that we're doing the wrong thing sometimes it's belief systems or things that our generations have done sometimes if we don't make the adjustment let the light in and come to the place where the things that God has called us to do are not automatic but to whom much is given much is required and in this house of prayer what God wants us to understand is that there's a contending that we do in the presence of God but sometimes what happens when we come to prayer we feel like we get like goofy and we're like I don't know, I don't know how to pray and I don't know why I'm here you know I forget why I'm here and I just blabble up you know I blah 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 and then I leave you know we come to prayer because we need to hear something from Jesus because those things that he that he speaks to us right he's speaking as our mediator right words in heaven and the Bible says the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy so what you're hearing is Jesus who's before the throne of God and he's talking and you're hearing and then you're saying what he says and that's prophecy and when you agree with what Jesus is saying before the Father to refute the arguments of your enemy you agree those words that you agree with that he's saying he can't make things happen by himself but he's talking and hoping that we're listening and when he's talking and we're listening he expects us to say confession Christianity is called the great confession the word confession means to say the same thing 
So when Jesus is before the throne of God, he's saying words that will unlock your destiny, that will unlock your cottage, that will unlock your healing, that will unlock things that you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for, that the devil is telling you God is withholding from you. But what God is wanting is that we would change the way we think where prayer is concerned and we would realize when we come to prayer we shouldn't leave prayer without listening and receiving something from the well of god you will get to the place where hearing in the beginning takes a while but when you make this a lifestyle then it happens quicker and when it becomes a lifestyle, God's going to start speaking to you about other people, things that will unlock their destiny. So this week is all about God so desperately in this year of harvest. He knows that there are things that are legally locked up that he cannot do anything about. There are things that you are decreeing and declaring to come to pass this year, but there are things that have gone on that are legally locking things up. And unless we go before God and find out what they are and repent and put the blood of Jesus on those things and rebuke the enemy off of that, so now that thing is free to come to pass, unless we know and discern what that is, you can confess all you want. You can confess all you want. The idea of coming into the presence of the Lord is not that we do all the talking and that we don't listen. But when we come to him, he sees what's going on. He sees the enemy is he is looking in every corner and crevice of your life to find legal things to withhold and bind up the things that are yours, rightfully yours. And it's easy when we have relationship with the Lord and when prayer equals hearing from God. But when prayer only equals we talk and we never hear to apply the wisdom that we hear, we get frustrated as Christians because we're never applying words of heaven that are wisdom to unlock things. And our, e our immediate response cannot be that we step out and strive, 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 strive. Jesus is seated and he's resting. That does not mean he's inactive. It means he's using his rulership and his authority. Authority brings us to the courts of heaven and gives us a right to hear, to ask and receive. The smallest thing we do gets us off course where our destiny is concerned. But redemption means bringing us bringing our destiny back on course.
Hallelujah. So God, we just thank you. Let's come on up, Pastor. Let's just pray. Hope that was clear. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for a spirit of seeing and knowing in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for those things that have been legally locked up. Healing that's been legally locked up. That you are releasing, God, wisdom, words, life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the impartation of a heart and mind that believes 